Healthy lifestyle in Halakha, Shomer Ta'im Hashem. We have a, a, a fascinating I- issue here. Uh, what we're going to look at is the Machlokas Aposkim on the question of, of healthy living and smoking in particular. Um, but the, the more important to me is, is their approach and how they come at it and, uh, and understanding that more than the actual issue. Uh, on the on the question of, of smoking, for example, and, and linked to that are questions of healthy lifestyles, there are hundreds and hundreds of chuvas and psakim, and one can go crazy listing all the ones who say yes and all the ones who say no. But that, as you know already, is not the way we learn. We try and get to the essence of the pillars of psakim al-masoro and understand the principles. And you don't need to go to 25 different poskim to understand the principles. You go to the ones who deal with it in the most foundational way. Um, and in this case, it's the Chofetz Chaim, not in the Mishnah Brewer, as a matter of interest, and the Moshe Feinstein are the two that we'll deal with. Uh, and uh, as you can imagine, if, if since they, they disagree with each other, of Moshe Feinstein, yeah. I'm not going to say allow smoking, but, but certainly says it isn't an issue. Uh, and the Chofetz Chaim says it's a serious issue. So where does that come from? Where do they get it from? And a lot of it revolves around our Gemara and the Posik in Tehillim, which we say in Halel Shomer Petaim Hashem Daloti Vili Yoshia. Hashem guards, he protects the Petaim. And we'll, we'll define exactly what Petaim are, but this, the, the simple translation is simple people. Uh, people who don't understand the implications of what they're doing. When a person in all innocence is doing something without understanding the full implications, uh, he has a protection from Hashem. Uh, Al Gemara goes into the question of why the Bnei Israel didn't do bris milah for the 40 years in the desert other than the very first year. The very first year they did bris milah, they had a proper Korban Pesach, and thereafter they didn't do proper Korban Pesach anymore because they didn't do bris milah all the time that they were in the desert. Two views are given at the bottom of, uh, of the previous Omud. Uh, the one is Chusha Urcha, traveling through the desert. It's not a clever thing to do, to, to do a bris milah. And the other is that a north wind didn't blow during those 40 years, uh, other than for a few moments at, at the, in the middle of the night when it always blows. And the north wind is very important to create the cli- climatic conditions that are healthy. And if they're going to be doing these bris millers in the desert, the atmosphere needs to be clear and, uh, and, and you need a north wind for that. And there wasn't a north wind. We have a brisa that says during that entire 40 years there wasn't a north wind blowing. Why not? Why wasn't there north wind? So two reasons given in the Gemara. The one is Nezufim Havu, the Jewish people were rejected, says Rashi, because of the Maise Ha'egel. After the golden calf they were, they were rejected, so Hashem didn't bring a, a, a north wind. And the other view is the north wind would have messed with the clouds of glory, with the anane covered. So Hashem doesn't bring a north wind. One should be careful about doing surgery, certainly in those times where it was done in open spaces and open areas, not to do surgery and of Bris Miller and to let blood and so on on days that are very cloudy or days that are very hot when there's a chamsin blowing, that one has to, one has to be careful of that.
However, as the Gemara, and this is going to be important to go into in a few minutes, v'ha'idna didashu barabim, but nowadays that nobody takes notice of it, Hashem, you don't have to worry, Hashem takes care of, of Tzayim. We have to look at, at what that means. But before we do that, it, uh, I struggled a lot with this, with this Gemara, that Hashem creates uh, a man in the desert. He creates the, 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 the Miriam in the desert. He creates uh, the Anane Kovid, the care of iron their clothes for them. Everything is taken care of. He couldn't take care of the weather? Uh, and, to, and for 40 years, they don't do a bris miller? Surely, that, that's, it's taking care of all their physical needs, and he leaves them without a bris miller for 40 years because, because of the weather conditions. The Russian wasn't prepared to fix the weather for B'nai Israel. It, it kind of doesn't really make sense. Um, and, and Rashi says, Nezufim Ayyum and Eagle. Okay, I understand the Maisei Eagle, but the Maram Rutenberg asks they were forgiven for the Maisei Eagle. Mm-hmm. So the Maram Rutenberg says that the reason is because of the Miraglim. That Hashem withhold, withheld that, that um, uh, north wind, resulting in that they couldn't keep Pesach properly for 40 years. Uh, and that was as a result of the, of the Miraglim. Uh, and the Maram Rutenberg bring, brings a Sifri where it says that the Begnutan uh, Israel when it says that for 40 years they didn't do a Korban Pesach, that's blaming them. It's not just making a statement of fact, it's blaming them. And asks the Maram Rutenberg, why is it blaming them? What did, what did they do? What could they have done about the weather? They weren't there. Anusim, they couldn't do a bris miller. And we know that the onus is Rahman al-Pasra. Weather is also a function of human behavior. And, and that we've often talked about that. To get also all worried about, about the, the, the climate change, it, it, that's fine. And we've got to do certain things. But we, essentially, we've got to say climate change is because people have changed. And we were to try and figure out what are the changes in, in human beings that are causing the climate changes. The outcome would be if we had pre- human beings who were properly mindful, they wouldn't, they wouldn't litter the world and they wouldn't damage the world. But, but we've got to get to the source of it. And the source of it is human behavior, just as there was no north wind. And that means the weather conditions were such that they couldn't do a bris miller for all of that time. That's because of the, of the Chet Amaraglim. And you see here the different approaches of Rashi and the Maram Rittenberg. Rashi, you remember from the first Medrash, holds that even a, a person who can't do a bris miller because his brothers, because the brothers of the baby have died and therefore mid, 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 from the halacha itself, he's not allowed to do a bris miller. But there's no greater onus than that. And nevertheless, he can't eat truma. So Rashi holds, we're not talking about culpability, whether, you, whether you're blamed or not is not the point. The point is you have a mum. The point is there's something that doesn't allow you to be the, a full Expre- to express your Torah in its fullest, in your mitzvahs, in its fullest form, there's something that holds you back. And just as a mum can hold a person back from certain mitzvahs, so here too. The mum of, um, in the case of Bris Miller, the person doesn't have a Bris Miller, or in this case, the mum of the Egel, Avodah Zorah, does the same thing. It's an amazing thing. If we learn Rashi like this, the Maram Mutenberg is different. But Rashi holds the mum of, of Avodah Zorah, even though they were forgiven. Says the the Maram Rutenberg, says, I've forgiven them. Says Rashi, yes, they're forgiven. They're not going to be punished. But there's still a, there's a, there's a blemish in them. And that blemish affects the weather conditions. The blemish accepts, affects the extent to which Hashem will do nisim for them. 
He'll do nisim for their physical survival, but to do nisim so that they can do a bris miller. They've messed up themselves as a result of that. The Maram Rutenberg says, no, that they were forgiven for the eagle. That's, there's no blemish. The blemish is, is the, the Miragnim story, that they never really got over the, the effect of the Miragnim, and that, and that affected them there as well. But we get into the second part of it, which is such a strange concept. When the Gemara says, Ha'idna didashu barabim, now that everybody is ignoring this halacha, Shomer Psoim Hashem, it's okay. You can, you can rely on, on Hashem protects the, the, the simple people. So we've got to wonder, where do we see such thing that the Torah makes a concession to people? Because everybody does it. So no, you know, what, what are we going to say? Most people don't keep Shabbos. That's okay. You don't keep Shabbos. It's okay. Hashem will forgive you. At what, at what point, where do we see such an idea that we just because most people are taking it lightly, that we start to take it, that we start to take it lightly? It's based on this that that Moshe Feinstein, Feinstein makes his psak. Um, but let's actually first look at the Chofetz Chaim, which is on the on the second page of the source sheet, where the Chofetz he wrote he wrote many many svarim the Chofetz Chaim. The Mishabru is only one of them. And in the second vol- volume of all his Ksovim, of all his forim, there's a little small sefer called Likute Amorim, just scattered essays that he wrote, and they put them together in, in the Likute Amorim. And the Chofetz Chaim says there, Since I've come to talk about cigarettes, and let's address the question of smoking. And he says, doctors have said that it weakens people, and I've spoken to people, and they've affirmed that it weakens them. And therefore, um, and, and some people say, but they're addicted, they can't stop. And I said to those addicts, I understand now you can't stop, but who gave you the right to become addicted? An interesting phrase. Who gives you the right to become an addict? Uh, we, we tend to say, never the addict is addicted, what can you do? Yeah, but who gave you the right to become an addict? You did, you did that to yourself. Um, and Chazal have said, You don't have to pay damages if you damage yourself. Says the Chavetz Chaim, because who are you going to pay? It's yourself, but, but you're not allowed to damage yourself uh, because of Nishmatim Lenafshotechim. You've got to take care of your health. Um, and, and furthermore, the Rabbanu has created the whole world for, for his COVID and, and for his wonder uh, and gave us what, what we needed. So, how would the slave, the Evid, us, allow ourselves? to just do whatever we want, even though we, we know that it's damaging. How, where does that come from? And then the Chofz Chaim goes on with a, what I think is a, letter, a lesser valid claim of the waste of money. How much money do you waste? I think it's a lesser valid claim because you're allowed to spend money on pleasures. You're allowed to spend money on things that you enjoy. So if it isn't for the health aspect of smoking, you can spend money on smoking, but he, he doesn't like it. But this is the main part of the Chofz Chaim where he says that you can't do that. But the, the Ramosha Feinstein goes in a, a, a different route. The Ramosha Feinstein says, there are many things that people enjoy a lot, uh, like fat meat, full of cholesterol, and things that are very spicy, not good for the, for the stomach or whatever. And, and some people find it very bad for health. There's evidence that there's some people find it bad for health. Leka beze isur mila mitzad chashash sakana. There is not an issue. This is very important. We've got to get the, the, the full context right, otherwise we'll misunderstand it. There's, there's not an issue. Because statistically, most people don't suffer the damage. 
So it's true that of the people who, who as, as he goes into it, um, that a, a large number of the people who get lung cancer are smokers, but the majority of smokers don't get lung cancer, at Moshe claims. That doesn't mean you should smoke. He's just saying you can't halachically forbid it once the majority of people aren't affected by it. And he says, like the Rambam brings, the whole of Perik Dalit, the Rambam brings all sorts of health things in his time that were known to be healthy and not healthy, and he never uses the word Isra. He doesn't say it's an Isra. He says, you should know, this is healthy, this is not. He leaves it to us to make our choices and decisions, but he doesn't turn it into an Isra. Most people aren't affected by that. And you know, you always hear these people who live to 101 and they say they smoked and they drank and they ate meat and all these things. Says the Raman, there's not, a, there's not a statistical correlation. We know it's damaging and one shouldn't do it, but to make it an issue, you need more than that. And then he says also, there are many people, there are lots of people who can't live a healthy lifestyle. They're busy with panosa. And they can't go to the gym every day. They can't eat the weather. They're running around the world. They've got to eat whatever they can get. Health food is incredibly expensive. And if you make it an issue to eat anything that isn't healthy, you're forcing these poor people to, 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 to do what they can't do. And you're putting them in a situation of issue because they can't afford You've got to be careful when you create an issue, says the Moshe Feinstein. You can advise people, you can teach people, but you can't turn it into an issue so easily. And so cigarette smoking is in the same category. Um, many people have that and they suffer terribly if they, if they don't have cigarettes, uh, even more than food sometimes. Uh, and, and he says it's, it's just the... the, 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 the a, a minority of people who smoke who die of lung cancer. And he's addressing Dr. Rosner. Dr. Fred Rosner is a friend of mine. He's the father of Rabbi Sholem Rosner, who does probably the best Daf Yomishir in the world um, here in, in Beit Shemesh. And um, Rav, Dr. Rosner is the one who, who wrote, and I spoke to Dr. Rosner about the Shaila, and I spoke to Moshe Feinstein about the Shaila. And, and Dr. Rosner wasn't happy with it because he felt he's a doctor and he sees people suffering. And Moshe says to Dr. Rosner, even though you've seen a whole lot of people, you've, you're aware of it, that's because you're a doctor and you hang around in hospitals. So of course you're going to see a lot of it. But if you hang around in the streets of Europe or Tel Aviv, you'll see lots of people smoking and they're living fine. Um, but if you go to the hospitals, you'll see a lot of people with lung cancer and you'll ask them whether they smoke. They'll say yes and you'll, and you'll see the correlation. But that can't turn it into an issue. It can turn it into a, the right thing to do, but it can't become an issue. And then he brings at the end of it, of course, uh, any Yorish Shemayim should be careful not to do things like that. We know it's not healthy, it's not good, one shouldn't do it. But you can't turn it into an issue. What's important here is to understand how he uses this idea of of, of Petayim and, and Al-Gemorah and, and the difference between the Chofetz Chaim and, the, and, the, and Reb Moshe Feinstein. Reb Moshe Feinstein, and when I spoke to him about this very tshuva, he said to me, my job as a Pesach is to solve human problems. It's not to state the halacha. If you want the halacha, go to the Shulchan Aruch. The only reason somebody comes to a Pesach is because there's a human problem. Somebody's <laughs> suffering. There are addicts. I can't turn this into an issue for an addict if there's any way not to do that. There are poor people who can't afford healthy lifestyles. 
there are people who used to smoke in, in the old, not, not such old days, there were G'dayli Israel who used to smoke. I, I can't say that all these G'dayli Israel were doing terribly surim at the time. I've got to find solutions. And he uses our Gemara as the basis for his solution. What is the basis for his solution? What is a petty? A petty, the, the Malbim, the Malbim here, yeah, the Vilna Gon says the same. A petty is not just a simple person. A petty is somebody easily persuaded by the masses. That's who a petty is. A person, petty from Pitui, Mefate, a person who's easily persuaded by the masses. He can't, it's, it's different from a Chacham Einav Berosho. A Chacham knows his eyes are in his head, the Reshi says, and therefore realizes you've got to use your brain to see, not just your eyes. What your eyes can see is just superficial. Unless you interpret what you're seeing, what you're seeing can be misleading. That's a Chacham. But a petty just sees, and he looks around, and everybody's smoking, and he's smoking as well. So Hashem has mercy on such people. He understands it's human weakness. And when the majority are going in a certain route, and you've got individuals, Pitaim, who are naturally affected by the majority, they're affected by trends. Do you know such people who are affected by trends? They follow fashions. They follow the opinions of the commentators. They say what they hear. They believe what they're told. Those people are tame, they're not Hamim, and Hashem has special protection for them. If they're doing it in the best of, of good intention, they see other people doing it and it seems okay. Uh, they, they have tame, and that's, that's what Moshe Feinstein uses as, as the basis. And we talked last night in the, in the show, Paul, we talked about the fact of, of what it is for a rov to paskin, a rov who has responsibility. And the, 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 the Moshe Feinstein has responsibility, feels the responsibility of what would happen if he made this an issue. What is he doing to people? The Chofetz Chaim is an, as a luxury. He sits in Raiden and he writes for him. And he's giving advice to the Jewish people. He doesn't answer a single Shaila. The Chofetz Chaim is very, very seldom even answered Shaila. He's not a Rov. And he used to say, I'm not a Rov. I'm not a Posek. I'm an author. I write. I'm a researcher. I learn. I teach. Uh, he has that luxury. So he can talk about what the, what the essence of it is. The essence is nobody should be doing this. And the essence is one can find good basis to say that it's, a, that it's an issue. But he's not paskin, he's not as a, a psak halacha. That's why the way we learn Chofetz Chaim, even Mishnah Brura, we have to be careful in how we understand the Mishnah Brura, because the Mishnah Brura gives us a, a real pure sense of what the halacha is. But if you're just going to follow the Mishnah Brura, you're going to become totally neurotic at times, uh, because it's, it's complex and it's difficult and it's heavy. Uh, you need the poskim to be able to find the way uh, to be able to live a normal life within within halacha, to be able to solve human problems. That's what that's what psach halacha is to be able to solve human problems in ways that are are legitimate. And it's just too beautiful how the uh, Reb Moshe Feinstein uses this idea because without Reb Moshe, the Gemara is difficult. Now that there are many people who are doing it, you can rely on Shomer Psaim Hashem. Says Reb Moshe, you can do that when it's the majority of people and. No harm is coming to them. And in innocence, because you don't know better, you're affected by the majority and you follow the majority and you do what they do, there's a, there's a special protection. And Moshe, so I didn't see it in the tshuva, but, but uh, I, I remember hearing it from him, that the people who used to smoke in the days before it was known to be unhealthy weren't affected by it in the same way as people who are affected now. People who ate badly in the old days in Lithuania and they ate their, their chons and their things and uh, weren't affected as badly as once you know. Uh, he said very clearly, once we have the scientific knowledge that it's not a good thing to be doing, 
a lot of the protection, Hashem removes some of the protection, says, you should know that. I don't have to protect you. You should know what you're doing. But in the days before it was known, there was protection, and so it wasn't as uh, as harsh a thing as it was now. In any event, what's interesting is the, the melding of, of scientific knowledge and the fact that we live in a world that's governed by Hashem and that Hashem protects us and looks after us. When are we allowed to rely on that protection? And when do we have to be very careful to do that which science tells us is is healthy and not to do that which science tells us is unhealthy.